poppin' for the blow. My money is told. Shotty at go. Till she seen it told. I've been feeling blow. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of What's the Dealio? Today, I have an amazing guest, a homie. We're going to spend a lot more time together. My man, Josh York, Jim Guys. Let's go, Josh. What's up? Good Let's morning. Let's go. Let's go, man. I appreciate you having me, Jay. Thank of you so course, much. man. Thank we, you. we chopped it up for like a half hour before we even yeah, we, recorded. We've been doing this for a while. Yeah. So let, let's let's start from the, the beginning. Let me hear a little bit about how you actually started your company. Yeah, so... Uh, I've always been a personal trainer. I've always loved fitness. I love helping people. And uh, pretty much throughout high school, I was training people. I was doing it for a very long time. And I used to always think to myself, you know, how can I make money when I'm, you know, when I'm sleeping? Because being a trainer, I always say, is like being a doctor. Yep. A doctor without patients is unemployed, <laughs> and a trainer without clients is unemployed. And, um, you know, I was, I was doing very well as a trainer, very well. And I gave it all up to take a marketing job for like 35000 a year when I was making high into the six figures as a personal trainer. But I knew, like, I can't train people when I'm in my 50s, and, like, what's the plan? Like, it's just not going to work. So took this marketing job, and I'll never forget the first day I walked in there. I think about it all the time. The, the, just the negative energy. I felt it, like, pouring like, down the walls. The, everyone was just miserable. Ugh. It was, like, the worst feeling I've probably ever felt in my life. And I'm a big guy about, like, vibration and, like, being around the right people. And, like, you just feel like, you just felt like crap being in this office. And I started doing some research around it, like just like out of curiosity. And 85 to 90% of people drive to work committing spiritual suicide every day. Really? Every single day. So Sundays around 7 p.m., 7 p.m. people develop anxiety. Monday, Mondays is obviously the worst day in the world. Uh, Wednesday, it's a little better because it's the halfway point. And then Fridays, people are bouncing off the walls because they're super excited, right? And they live for two days a week. That's pretty horrible if you want to live the rest of your life like that. I don't care how much money you're making. You're going to be miserable and you're going to be unhappy. So I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I left. I went back into training. How long was? How long did you last? Like, I don't know, man. Maybe two months, if that. Oh, like, that. Okay. Yeah, like it wasn't that. It wasn't too long. But um, and I gave all my clients up, so I had to start all over again. And I started building up my clientele. And then one day, one of my clients at the time came in late. She always came in late, but that day in particular, she said, "Josh, I wish you can come to my house. I just don't have any equipment." And I was like, well, you know, light bulb went on. I was just like, you know, no one's ever really professionalized that concept. People do it, but no one's actually ever professionalized it, franchised it, and scaled it. You sure. know, and I started thinking about like cleaning companies, like these big cleaning franchises. Like, how hard is it for you and me to get a mop and a couple rags and some some sprays and go clean houses? Well, yeah, it sounds easy, but to scale it is not easy. I so, said, you know what, I'm going to get a van, I'm going to stock it with all the equipment, enough equipment to provide you a fantastic workout, 365 days a year, backed by our three C's, convenient, customized, and creative workouts, and we're going to service clients anywhere, home, office, pool, park, place of worship, hospitals, senior home system, living facilities, corporations, schools, you name it. Came up with the name Gym Guys, it's an acronym for Get You Motivated, Goals Uniquely Yours, Zero Excuses. If you look up the word guys in a dictionary, it's referred to a group of people, regardless of their sex, and I was like, this is going to be... It's going to be the largest fitness brand in the world. Started it and... Uh, what year was this? This was in 2008. Okay. Uh, in my parents' dining room. And then we started franchising in 2014. And today we are the largest personal training company in the world. We service over 1,500 cities. Uh, we're in 31 states. We operate in three countries. About to go into two new countries we're working on right now. And um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. That's amazing. I mean, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I work with a lot of founders of concepts, both corporate and franchise and... 
it's not easy to get where you got. And it's also not surprising that you got here. And we were talking a little bit about manifestation and, yep. you know, how, how you actually do anything great. Right. And, and you've been working your ass off. That's it, man. Yeah, I appreciate the kind words, but like, you know, everyone looks for like some like secret sauce or like this like magical fairy dust. Yeah. You just work, you just show up, and 99% of the time, you might not want to do it, but the magic is always in the work you don't want to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, people also have a problem because as soon as like fear enters their world, they right away just fold like a cheap chair, and fear is actually the greatest indicator that you should do it. Yeah. Um, but most people don't. And, um, you know, I like to give the example recently. It's obviously a very unfortunate situation with the people that went under to see the Titanic, right? Um, you had two billionaires on there. Yeah. And uh, I asked people, you know, why were they billionaires? You know, I don't know why. It was very simple. They're risk takers. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Just like they took the risk, that risk unfortunately horribly did not work out well. But the only way you're going to get to the next level is by taking risks. Like some of the things I have done, like it's almost like, you, it's not almost like, you just can't think. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I actually say that I, if, I, if I knew what type of headwinds and challenges I would have had when I started Sabre, I probably wouldn't have done it, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and I think you have to have that kind of, you have to start and just be willing to go. You, you, you got to be carefree and you can't, yeah. you have to really be able to develop a, a, an insane amount of resil, resil, resiliency. And, I think and that's be, the biggest key to success is because like, I remember back in the day, cause you know, I've done this bootstrap. I have no private equity, no investors. I own hundred percent of the company. Um, I remember I took out a loan, put up my house for it, right. Okay. For like $1.4 million. I didn't even need the $1.4 million. I got approved for it, signed off on it. Didn't even read the documents. Yeah. Didn't even care. I just like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to, I'll figure it out. Doesn't, like, that's literally what I said. Yeah. And the people are like, oh, what are you an idiot? Listen, I don't need to listen to what anyone needs to tell me. I know yep. what I'm capable of, and I know my powers. And I was like, I really only need 500. I'll use all the other money to pay the payment every month, and I'll figure it out as it gets closer. Well, let me tell you something. It got bad, right? Like, oh, yeah. I defaulted on that for six months. Oh, wow. um, they were about to take my house away. Success is a game. And if you want to play the game, the one who's going to survive the longest is the one who stays in it the longest. Yeah. And trust me when I tell you this. There is always a way. There's always a way to figure it out. There's always a solution. You just can't ever, ever tap out. That is honestly the, the key. Yeah, I mean, I, I find that with my most successful clients, for sure. You know, and I'm involved in the fires and the, the challenges, you know, and, and ultimately, you know, resilience and, and knowing that there's always a way out of something yep. is so key. I could not agree with you more. Tell us a little bit about your, you have an insane daily routine, which, right. which I love. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm into a lot of the same stuff that you are, but man, you get up at what time? I'm going to give you a, a, a new one today. Yeah, it's really please. Good. But, um, so I get up every day at 329, not 330, <laughs> not 329. And the reason it's 329 is because a normal person would probably wake up on the 30. And I believe if you're normal, you're going to die, right? You're never going to survive. And I don't like to do anything normal. Like I love when people tell me I'm crazy. Yeah. I love when people tell me you're not normal because that's what I believe. I believe I'm the greatest in the world and you should believe the same damn thing. 100%. Right? Like, I, I, you know what gets me pissed off? Like, not to shift the subject here, but like people call me the goat. Why are you calling me the goat? You should be calling yourself the goat. Yeah. Like, don't call me the goat. Yeah. But um, I get up at 329. First thing I do is I go right into my ice bath at 27 degrees. And I know everyone's into the ice baths. Now, I've been doing this since I'm 17 years old. I've, I'm a big hockey player. My coach used to tell me to do it and I just got into the routine of doing it and I literally... 
been doing it ever since. Yeah. Jump in three minutes, get out, let my body naturally warm up, wash up, you know, do, brush my teeth, do all that stuff. And then I eat something light, go work out, work out anywhere from two hours, two and a half hours, depending on the day with my cardio or how I do it. Then depending on the day, I jump in a sauna, shower, and I'm usually at my uh, building anytime between like 7 and 7.15. Yeah, I see your truck. Yeah. I drive past. You're already at your building typically when I'm like getting to the gym. <laughs> to yeah. put it into perspective, I've never been like a super early riser. Um, and it, it's funny. I think, I think that's a key thing also about knowing yourself too, because I don't think, and I love, I had Robin Sharma on my other podcast who I love 5am club. I think yep. he's amazing. Yep. And it's, it's guaranteed, by the way, I should probably chime in here and say I partied and slept most of the day for a very big part, part of my life. Um, and then found like, a healthy lifestyle and, and that's, and that's good and i'm proud to hear that man. yeah man so but it's not something i was always into yeah and that's um, all right but look, everyone could change you know it's like it's funny so i've actually never been drunk that's i've never crazy. smoked a cigarette yeah. i've never been high wow and um i used to get peer pressured all the time by people back in the day and i always knew that i was superhuman that's what yeah. i believe yeah and i always knew that i it was like a superpower i had yeah and it's funny when now you hear people talk about it all the time but like like you operate at just a higher level and just you're just, no one can touch you when you really have a clear vision and understanding of what's going on. And I don't like to ever not be in control. So yeah. I've never like wanted to put myself in a situation like that. And honestly, I just never liked the taste of alcohol anyway. Yeah. But um, you you have to really, you know, have clear clarity. It's very important. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I've found that since I completely, st I've been completely clean. Um, my last drink was actually on New Year's Eve of 22. And it was just, you know, I just challenged myself. It became, I, I, I did 75 hard last year twice just for shits and giggles. And that, that removed the alcohol from, you know, from, for a bit prolonged periods of time. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to drink for 23. And now I have, I, I don't, there is no upside in, in drinking and partying. There's zero upside. And I feel like you got to a certain place because you were fucking dialed in 24 seven for, for your whole life, essentially, which is crazy. So it's crazy, man. Like, I used to, like, it's funny. Like, I think back to, like, school. Like, it's just weird. Like, it's crazy when I really think back. Like, because I see it in my in my kids now, but they watch what I do, and they know I'm nuts, and, and they're, <laughs> like, the same way. But, like, I was always the first online. I was always, like, I'll never forget this. The football coach, I didn't play football. I always played hockey. Like, when I got really into exercise and working out, like, dude, I was, I'm, I'm like, sick. Like, I'm obsessed. Like, yeah. I am obsessed. And I had nowhere to work out. <clears throat> so I asked the gym coach, you know, you, he had football practice. I was like, do you think you let open up for me and let me work out? He's like, sure. So I used to go when there was no school. I would bike to my school and I'd work out in the gym, right? I also got suspended. I'll tell you another story about that. <laughs> but, um, and um, one day I'm working out, just me. He brings the whole football team into the locker room, into the, into the gym. And I'm like, what's, what's going on? He's like, hey, Josh, you know, I'm sorry to disturb you working out. I just wanted to wanted to introduce you to the football team and I wanted to talk to the football team and actually wanted you to say something to them. I was like, what did you know? I said, what did you want? What do you want me to say to them? It's like, well, let me introduce you to Josh York. He actually asked me if I could open up the gym to work out. Who else is in here, guys? And like, no one. They're like, do you think it's normal that Josh is here during a week off to be working out in our school when there's no school? No. Why do you think he's doing it? They're like, I don't know. And he starts talking about discipline and character and he said to me that day, I'll never forget, he's like, you're special. I'll never forget that. And um, I was like, thank you. But like, I was young. I didn't really understand it. And, but now when I think back to all the different things, like 
like I always had it in me, right? Like I used to back in the day, like when I really got into like wanting to like develop muscles and have a good physique, I used to bike to the gym two and a half miles from my house. I used to live in New Hyde Park. I used to go to this gym. It's called Mini Old Health Club. So you know where like Mama T's in Garden City? Yeah, of course. I live by Clingy Martin. Okay. So I would bike all the way over there. It's like kind of like down, um, what is that road over there? Um, you know where like there's a Dunkin' Donuts across from like a Mama Teresa's over there in the corner? Like on Jericho Turnpike. Off Jericho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right down there was where yep. the gym was. I would bike there and I didn't know what I was doing. I would spend like five hours in the gym, man. I was just like crazy. Yeah. Doing every body part, I didn't know what I was doing, and then I would bike back, and I and I did this, and I did this for like a long time, and I I don't know why I did this because I never had anything to do all day, but like I was always up early, and I was always different. But as you get wiser and smarter over time, you start to see these qualities and understand them, and sure. I, I see my boys right, but like, you know, I was a horrible student. Uh, my teachers told me I would never be anything. I remember a college professor. I failed his class three times, and he's like, "You're just a dumb jock. You're never going anywhere." And the whole time, like, I just realized like. I'm just not like these people. Like, I'm different. Yeah. You know, and um, people think you need to be great at school. Dude, I would never go to school if I couldn't, if I didn't have to. Like, school is the biggest waste of time for me. And my wife, who's a teacher, hates when I say that. Oh, God. Um, but, like, like you, I feel like you go to college, like, if you want to have an experience of a good time, like, yeah, it teaches some good qualities. Sure. About living on your own and stuff like that. So I'm not going to knock it because th th there are positives to Becoming it. Becoming a lot less popular, too. But, like... If it's up to me, like, I'm not sending my kids to school, like, to college. Like, yeah. you know, my wife's going to want to, I know, because she, like, went away and she loved it. And But, like, you just put yourself in a severe amount of debt yep. when, you know, you should be taking that money and investing in yourself. Sure. And with the amount of content that's out today, forget it. But, like, what I want to tell you with the story of getting suspended, so I used to cut class all the time. I'm not advising people to do this. I don't know who's <laughs> watching this. But I used to cut class all the time. And you know, like, the push doors? Yeah, of course. I used to take uh, masking tape and I would tape it so I could pull it open. And I would literally go in throughout the day and get my workout in during school. Like, I was just, like, obsessed, man. But, like, obsession is the greatest quality in the world. Absolutely. And, you know, I think back to these things. It's just crazy. And then I got caught one day, and the principal came. He's like, what the hell are you doing? Because I'm training, I'm training buys and tries. That's and he's hysterical. like, you're not allowed to be doing that. And I got suspended for a week from school. That's a good reason. I, I think I got suspended for worse, so. Yeah. It's not, not a bad thing. So I want to unpack a bunch <clears throat> of different things that you said. And I'm actually just generally curious about a few things, just hearing how yep. you think of things. Yep. So you said something about, you know, having amazing confidence, right? And I think we all form our identities, right? And our, our own vision of ourselves as a result of somebody telling us we're special young or somebody telling us we're a dumb jock, right? We're conditioned to believe who we are. And the older I get and the more that I focus on my own growth and self-care and all that stuff, I continue to evolve so much in a compressed amount of time, right? Because we're collapsing time by just being dialed in 24 fucking seven. Yep. It's interesting. And, I, and I'm curious your take on this because sometimes confidence comes off very egotistical. Mm, yep. And I actually, my wife and I have conversations around that similar to your wife being a teacher and you talking yep. about not having to go to school. Are there people super close to you that are like, you know, dude, you need to like chill out a little bit. Do you ever get like feedback from people that love you so much that they just don't really view things the same way? Look, I'm a very positive person, but yeah. I really don't have like any close family. Like that's the yeah. thing. I had a horrible life growing up. Okay. Um, and I'm just being real. Like I don't talk my, I don't even talk to my parents and it's really upsetting and sad, yeah. but like, listen, man, the bottom line is if you're going to hang around negative people yep. and um, be around negative energy, you're going to become negative and be you know, I'll be a negative person. That's yeah. it. And, uh, you know, I, I do believe that a lot of my, like, rough growing up 
my childhood made me who I am today, and I wouldn't change a damn thing. Yeah. But, um, you know, pain has to be part of the equation. Agreed. And it comes in some form or some, some you know, like, it's funny, like, you know, like, like you tell me you're partying, and, and yeah, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but, like, I think, like, drug addicts and alcoholics have such an insane skill, and they don't even realize it. They just got to clean up and go in the other direction yeah. because... They're obsessed, yeah. right? They're addictive. Wes Watson talks about that. Do you know Wes? Oh, I know Wes. Yeah, Wes, yeah. He, I was, he talks I about that heavily, right? Like he goes into like it's it's well, they're I, the most I'm, committed. I was I, I wasn't I wasn't aware of that, but that is very yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. It's very very Alcoholics true. Alcoholics are the most committed. It's, it's very very true, yeah. and they and they and they have a quality that is 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 a skill that is very hard to obtain. Yeah, but they just got to shift their focus, right? And um, I'm I'm a big believer in that, and 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 again, like the pain, like. Listen, I, I was not always very confident, right? Um, I used to suffer from severe anxiety for a very long time. I used to throw up every morning for probably years, man. Every wow. morning I'd have such anxiety, I would throw up every morning. Um, I used to, it used to be difficult for me to talk to somebody. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually extremely introverted. People don't believe that, but yeah. I'm actually very introverted. When I turn it on, I'm extroverted, but sure. when not, like, I'm like good just being alone. Like, I, I have no problem with that, right? Yeah. Um, don't have many friends, lots of acquaintances. But, like, when I'm free, like, I'm busy, man. So, like, when I'm free, I'm with my kids, my wife. Like, I spend time with my family. Like, that's where I want to be. 100%. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I feel like anyone can do it, but you have to condition yourself through some form of struggle or pain, um, discomfort, because no one was telling me growing up that I'm amazing. No one was telling me growing up I'm special. The only one who was very a very important role uh, model in my life was my grandfather, okay. who I miss more than anything he was like my father he was like my mother he was like everything to me man like this guy was like, like i get even emotional even talking about the guy um it's not a day that goes by i don't think about him but uh he was probably the most you know positive person in my life that created a lot of you know positive impact in many ways got me into hockey um you know he put me in karate which at first i didn't like but then i ended up getting my black belt wow. that's definitely built my physique like my abs are definitely from karate like karate was very good from a discipline um perspective but uh I feel like you just need that struggle in your life. Yep. And that's what's going to really shape you and mold you. And as you get older and you start to become wiser and learn and you put yourself around the right people, you can develop that confidence, you know? Yeah. And, um, but like, yeah, I get comments all the time from people on social media, like, you know, you're so cocky. Look, I don't care what anyone Yeah, I'm not even me. talking about them. Yeah. That's a, that's completely yeah. irrelevant. I'm talking about people closer to you. That but like, yeah, but like initially, yeah. of course, yeah, people, yeah. you know, like when I like when I told them I'm going to build the largest fitness brand in the world, they're like, you're, you're what? Exactly. You're crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, go get a job. Like, right. I used to be friends with a guy and he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, you should just get a nine to five job. Like, that's going to be good for you. Yeah. Like, start a business. You're not smart enough to do that. By the way, but you know, his feedback for a lot of normal people is probably the right feedback, right? Like at, at the end of the day, because the reality is like, I don't think everybody's built to start their own company No, and you have no. to be willing to do fucking anything to get through those early stages. What was the biggest challenge early on for gym guys? Cash, man. Yeah. Always, always. I suffered with like... Did you have mentors early on yeah, well, I've or been were you too proud? Have... Were you like, you know, somebody no, like been... myself who's like, I could fucking do this on my no, own. No, I don't I've need been, it. Like, you been, were smarter than me. I've been surrounded by like, I have four friends that are multi-billionaires. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't want to give all their names out on here, but like yeah, I'm nah. some of the largest brands in the world that you sure. know, like I'm friends with the founders. Like yeah. I've, I've made a lot of connections to our franchising and that's definitely what's gotten me to where I am today. One who is really key, who's no longer here, was Fred DeLuca, the founder of Subway. Yeah, of course. I met him in 2014 at the first franchise show I went to. And um, he's like, kid, you remind me of me. And I was like, holy crap, like this guy's telling me this? Yeah. And like that used to always build up my confidence more. But um, yeah, I've always surrounded myself around the right people. But look, I suffered with like massive, 
massive cash flow issues for probably like a decade. Yeah. Like so bad, like literally, I, I ended up, people don't believe me when I tell them this, I've had more negatives in my bank account than sunny days in the Caribbean. <laughs> I literally have paid almost probably $6,000 in non-sufficient funds. Every time I'd go to the bank, there was a negative, and I used to be so embarrassed. But every time I'd walk in the bank, I kept telling myself, one day it's not going to be like this. One day it's not going to be like this. One day, and you know, was it? See, it's it's interesting because I I am very involved in helping people like yourself that are founders of concepts more on the physical, you know, that have a physical component, a storefront. Yep. Um, and I see a lot of folks early on that you know didn't account for certain things in their projections and so on and so forth, and obviously being conservative when it comes to, okay, well, if we think we're going to do this, we should probably pad it. You know, so where were you falling short? What was the question. biggest? So, yeah. so and, I, and I was going to touch on this. So here's the reason why I suffered with cash flow issues because, dude, I move fast. Yeah, me too. Like, I don't, I don't think. Yeah. Like, I'm an action taker. Yeah. The action takers are the money makers, man. Yeah. You want to be, for, you want to fortune favors the bold. You want to make money, you got to, you got to be bold. And um, 99% of the things I did, I'd just say, yep, no problem. And I had no money. Yeah. Like I, at one point I did a deal with a company and they was like, no problem. We'll start it. We'll fund it. I owed them a hundred grand. And I said, all right, if I could do this, I know I'll bring in enough business that I could pay them back. Yeah. And you damn well know I made that happen. Yeah. So like, you, they, like you, like, listen, if you think you're getting to the other side without owing people money, without going through massive pain, it's never good. It, like, cause you, cause the way I've grown, which has been rapidly. Yeah is because of all the moves I've made. Totally. They've always been boom, boom, boom. Like people ask me, what would you choose? Speed, execution. I would choose speed over execution any day of the week. Yeah. Because you know what? You commit and you figure it out. Yeah. And that's been my strategy from day one and that's what's gotten me to where I am today. Um, but obviously that process was very painful because it wasn't like I was, you know, I, dude, I never had budgets. I never had projections. I didn't yeah. even know. At, at one point I was like in the early days, I was writing things down in a notepad yeah. until I discovered QuickBooks. I'm like, oh my God, this is incredible. <laughs> like, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, it was like almost like a miracle that, that, that I, I, but I didn't have any experience in it. Totally. But once you start surrounding yourself with the right people and they start teaching you things and showing you how to do it, like I remember I, I became friends with this one person. She runs, I don't know, it's maybe, I think they're up to 15 billion in sales. They're, they're the largest franchisor in the world. And um, she had me come down to their headquarters, and I was just blown away, man. And we had a good, really good relationship. And she just introduced me to everybody. You take care of Josh. You show him what to do. And I would start going to all these different places, and I'd spend, like, a couple days there. Do you think I wanted to go to all these random places? No. I, I remember I had, some places were so Best remote. Best education you ever got. Oh, dude. Any better than any school teacher Absolutely. let me teach you. You know, like my thing with school, like you got a guy teaching you, let me see your bank account. It, it literally, I want to yeah. see your bank account. Yeah, exactly. You tell you're teaching me something? Like, come on. So, you know, I, there were some times where I go to like a airport and then I have to take a rent a car for three hours to drive to this location because yep. some of it was like in just random places. But that's how I learned, man. And yeah. I just kept doing it over and over and over. And did I want to do it? Of course I wanted to do it to learn, but did I want to actually do it? No. Right. Inconvenient, time go crazy. I... There was one week I was in like, I think it was in like seven states in one week or like eight states in one week. Like sure. Just crazy stuff, man. Yeah. But that's what you got to do. It, it's really funny though, because everything you're saying I've done, you know, yeah. it's funny, right? So it's like you, there's nothing, there, it's all about not looking at anything like you just said as a waste of time, right? I borrowed a million dollars at a very high percentage rate to start my business, ran out of that million pretty quickly. Borrowed another million, 
right? Yep. I've I've owed people six figures so many at so many points so many. in my twenty three year career yep. that when you say, "Oh, I owed them a hundred thousand dollars," I'm like, "That's it," you yeah. know, like that's how it's my money, right? It's not it's, like it's, it's just funny because like a lot of people probably don't really understand that this is very normal stuff. And I made a post yesterday, like failure is the biggest teacher I've ever had, oh, right? Hands, like hands down. Just don't I move make the fast too. Exactly, I move super fast, and I keep people around me that are more conservative and like opposite of me. Um, and I'll challenge them all the time. They'll shut me the hell up and I'll be like, no, 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 no. But I still have to finish this thought, you know, yep, same. Yep. So very similar qualities, obviously. And I also, you know, I will bet on myself any day of the week, right? Like there is, nobody's ever going to fucking stop me, period. End of story. Hands down. See, the thing is people think like debt's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Look, going out and wasting your money on something you can't afford. Yeah. Yes, that's going, a bad going thing. and buying bottles at a nightclub for fucking that's, thousands that's, of dollars, which I've done way too many times yeah. to count. Is that's, a stupid thing. That's stupid. But putting $200,000 into your business and putting you in debt, that's a smart thing. Because right. you're building something and eventually that's going to pay you back. But it's got to be smart. Like, you can't be spending money. Like, like to this day, like, you know, I, I still don't spend money on certain things because I don't, I don't, I, I just know I don't want to do it yet. Yeah. And I could, but I don't because sure. I keep, I keep reinvesting it back into the business. It's and also delayed key. gratification, right? Which yep. is part of the, the qualities that I think we share where yep. you like really you know you could do things, but part of the game is not. Yep, 100%. Yeah. I, I, it's funny because I, I struggle with that, but I just recently made a purchase, and I'm like, you know, I, it took a long time for me to get there, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm actually getting, I'm on the road to 50 now. What the hell have I worked my ass off for yeah. along the way? If I if it makes me happy, you know, I, I, should, I should do something. 100%. That's how I look at it. So, Tell us, all right, after the cash flow issues, where, who'd you sell your first franchise to? Yeah, so that's a great story. So, um, I got so many good stories. But, but uh, <laughs> we're so, going to have so, part two, three, four. So, I, um, I didn't take a vacation in eight years. I yeah. was just about to have my first son. And my wife's like, you know, I want to go away. She was begging me to go to Cabo. She's like, let's go. It's so nice. Look at this place. I just got approved for franchising. It was the last week of December. In 30th. where? New York or just what state? Overall. You got approved yeah. in New York, and then yeah. I had other registration states yeah. or whatever, but got approved to be a franchise and start selling. Got it. And it was the last week of December 2013. So we started officially being able to sell in you know January 2014. And I was like, all right, let's go on this trip. So we went on this trip, and the whole time I'm like, man, how am I going to sell this first franchise? If you look at the stats, man, because we're coming up on a 10-year anniversary, less than 5% in 10 years sell more than 10 franchises. Less than 5% in 10 years, in sell 10, less than 5? Sell, sell more than 10. Oh, sell more than 10. And less than like 3% ever get over 100. It's, the numbers are crazy. That gotta, just means there's way too many franchise <clears throat> concepts. There's over 4,000. That shouldn't be. There's over 4,000 franchise brands. And founders that, you know, probably aren't willing to do what it takes to actually get there. 100%, yeah. but those numbers are crazy. Crazy. Uh, you know, we're approaching our 200 location, which is exciting. But So I was like, all right, we'll go on this trip. Go on this trip. We get there the first day. You know, we didn't have time to, like, make a reservation at these restaurants, so we go, like, to the buffet, whatever, and um, I'm getting the dessert now. I love my brownies, <laughs> all right? Now, I live by the 80-20 rule. I'm very clean during the week. Maybe I'll go off one day during the week, and on the weekend, I usually eat whatever I want, but I always stick to my basics, like protein every meal, and if I want to eat, like, a whole pizza, which I'll do, I can't eat the whole pizza until I have my protein, then I'll have the whole pizza, but that's how I do it on the weekends, but I load up my plate with brownies. Jay, I must have had, like, 40 brownies in there. <laughs> So I'm walking back to my table, and this guy's looking at me, and he's, you know, what are you doing, all the brownies? But, but we start talking, and he's like, what do you do for a living? So I start telling him. And he's like, wow, my son would love this. 
Go back to the table. Turns out his wife and my wife have already been talking, and we're wow. actually right next to each other with tables. So now I'm FaceTiming with his son, Sam. Two weeks later, closed the first franchise in uh, Westchester County. And then I pitched that story. I took that story, right? This this is why people don't make it to the next level because they just like, oh, great, I did it. I always go again and further and further. So I took that story to Entrepreneur and pitched it to them. They loved it. I got a free full-page story in Entrepreneur Magazine. Amazing. And we made the cover. Wow. So we, we had a, like a little, not like the full page, but like yeah. I said, like, you know, first franchise story on there. And then I still took off like crazy, man. And then just, you know, just like all on, I'm on top of everything. And so I just started getting out there more and more and start pitching it. And it was very hard in the beginning. And, you know, I'm selling these franchises, working in a very small office at the time. Probably the office is probably smaller than this room we're in right now. It was uh, very yeah. small. Yeah. And, um, and I sold probably like my first 16, 17 franchises there. Then we moved to another office, which was bigger, but still in the basement, you know, we had like small little squares for windows that you could barely even see out of. You'd have to stand up on a ladder to even see. And I was there for a long time. And now we have this beautiful building now yeah. that's, you know, really, you know, sets a standard and, you know, shows us that we're an international company, which is great. So smart, too, to but, buy that building. Oh, what, dude, that what was, an intelligent decision. That was, that was it couldn't key. be better. That was key. You have that to tell key. the story a little bit about that, about the drawing of the building and the building. It's insane. Yeah, so um, I'm very big on visualization. Yeah. I'm very big on believing. And, like, I literally every morning, like, I close my eyes and there's 10 things that I... That I constantly write down. So I, I put down goals every single night. And everyone should do this. I would highly advise you to do that. Every night, it's before bed. Never, ever, any other time before bed. Because that's when you're most tired. That's when someone's going to say, you know what, maybe I'll do it tomorrow night. And you just know that if you don't write those goals down, it's never happening for you. Sure. I, I have books stacked in my closet from over the years. I've been doing this since I'm a little kid. And over the years, man, oh, man, like going to Costco, check. Like we did that, like... So many things just keep changing, right? Buy a building, check. So I write those goals down every day, but I also, there's, there's a couple points in my day where I close my eyes and I go through those goals and I say them out loud and every time I say it, I visualize it, I see it. So with the building at the time, I used to do that and then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna draw it out. I, 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 just, I, just, like, I just saw it so clearly in my mind. I gotta show you the picture, but I have a picture that I've I drew. i picture. Oh, you showed it to me. Yeah, you in your you office, saw, yeah. Yeah, I showed it to you. Yeah. I drew a picture like nine, 10 years ago yeah. of the building if you actually look at the building on Google Maps and you take an aerial view and look at it, it looks exactly the same. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. It, crazy. The uh, Talk to me about how you send tires to people. Yes. So uh, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, making a big impact. And, and you know, people are like, why are you share your secrets? Because no one's going to do it. That's why. No one's going to do it. Uh, I tell, I tell, so I tell, spot on. I, I tell, I tell us, to, and no one's going to ever do it because honestly, number one, it's very expensive. Number two, it's very time consuming. And I don't ship like regular tires. I ship 18 wheeler truck tires to people. <laughs> Um, and, and on the tire I write, my driving intensity will ship, will, will put tread marks all over your floor. We need to connect. And um, I shipped that to a bunch of big time people uh, that I connected I've with. I've seen so the, your with. wall of, you know, the yeah. letters and things of that nature. Yep, Amazing. Yep. But, um, you know, got me on, you know, Gary B's podcast, yep. who's a great guy. Yep. Um, I listened to that podcast before we knew each other. It was oh, did you? Yeah, really? that's how I like really like learned your story. Oh, was, wow. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is so cool too, yeah, right? Cool. Like just to yeah, like listen cool. to stories and yep. hear about people and then get to meet them and, and, and become friends with them. Is like, Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the biggest one, it didn't happen yet, but because we keep, it keeps getting screwed up. With timing because he's very busy, but I shipped it to Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. And are you um, telling me that? Yeah. And uh, he responded in seven days when Nike said it would take six months to a year if you're lucky. And you know, I'm in contact with them almost Amazing. like every other month. And we were supposed to meet actually. We had a set date. It was in March of 2020, and then COVID hit, and it's just been getting pushed off. And then you know, years went by. But 
you know, why everyone else would be crying. Oh my God, it's not going to happen. I just kept that relationship. And we do have a date set coming up in the, in the next two months, but we'll see what happens. But I will be meeting Phil Knight and I'm looking forward 100%. to that. And the reason I like Phil Knight, and I'm not really big into like celebrities or like, I, I'm not into that, but the reason I love Phil Knight, and I would highly implore anyone listening to this to read the book Shoe Dog. I did, yeah. It's the greatest business book you'll ever read. And, um, you know, he created a new category and that's yeah. what we did and that's what we're doing and that's what we're going to continue to keep doing. And I just admire him and what he's done. And, you know, that guy lived in more debt more than half his life, severe, severe debt. Yep. And I can relate to so many stories, like when I was stacking up millions in debt and then getting sued, and I had a class action lawsuit, oh. and I won, because I always win. And I, I can sit here for hours telling you all the crazy stories, but I really relate to the guy. And um, I just want to shake his hand, five minutes, take a picture, and I'd be, I'd be, I'd be very happy. That's amazing. Yeah. Who else is on that list that you want to meet? Uh, honestly, that's really there a it. short list. Of, it's, it was of a people? short list. Yeah. You know, everyone else that I wanted to meet, I, you know, I'm, I'm actually good friends with now. They're my yeah. friends. It's crazy. And the craziest thing is one of them sometimes reaches out to me for advice, which is like, so like humbling. I can't even tell you like, Josh, let me run something by you. And I'm like, I'm on the phone. And I'm like, pinch myself. I'm like, this guy's reaching out to me. He runs a freaking 900, almost a billion dollar company. But yeah, like, you know, something I've learned the smartest people, doesn't matter how much money they're making, always ask, always are curious, always ask questions, and they don't have an ego, right? Yeah. Like, I'll ask anybody. Like, I, I could learn advice from someone who could be in a lower position but have a good perspective, but maybe they don't have the ability or the balls to take a risk like I sure. would or like you would. But, like, you should never close the door to people, and you should always be open-minded because you never know who you're going to meet and what that, what that possibility can open for you. Totally agree. I uh, I. It's funny because I, I keep seeing the quote, and I actually posted it recently, um, that people at the bottom compete, people at the top collaborate. Yeah, that's I love so that. true. It's very true. Right? Very, very true. And, it, and it's when somebody sees somebody as unique as yourself, even if you're early on and they're very successful and you approach them in the right, right way, they want to help you. Uh, you know? dude, I have never, I've never... Not, not, I've never got a no from someone who's, who's higher level than me. Never in my life, ever. And I'm talking high level, highly skilled, highly successful people. Yeah. I've never, dude, they want to help you. Of course. They want to help you. But most people won't like reach out to them. Most yeah. people won't do, like someone's not going to send 700 emails. Yeah. Like someone's not going to be creative. And like, you know, like I hate when people reach out to me. Hey, I want to tell you about this great opportunity. And I want to do you take over your bookkeeping. You're an idiot. That's not how you approach somebody. You need to work on building relationship capital. And, and, and the most important skill, if you're really listening right now, is to develop EI, right? Emotional intelligence and understand how people work and understand how to build relationship capital. Because relationship capital is going to get you a lot further than actual capital. Because yeah. that's what's going to open doors for you and open opportunities for you. So true. Yep. Great advice. Um, where So you're, you're in how many states? 32 states? Yes. And so tell us about where you are now as, as a company and what the plans are. Yeah, we service over 1,500 cities. We're in the U.S., Canada, the U.K. Um, we're growing rapidly. This has been our largest year of growth we've had right now. It's very Amazing. exciting. And um, the, the, the timing is on your side. You know, I feel like, I, and by the way, we, we had an awesome time using you guys in Arizona recently. Oh, thank you so much amazing. for that. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was incredible. That was incredible. Um, he's doing really well now. He's starting to take Good. Off. Yeah, it's a great market. But yeah. Um, yeah, we're growing rapidly, and it's not—it's not going to stop. You know, it's not going to stop. It's—it's uh, it's really, really exciting. We just got blessed actually this month. We're back on the front page of Entrepreneur Magazine. This is now the uh, second magazine cover in three months that we've been wow. on. That's and it. we're on there with some really, really huge brands, and it's crazy because like, like I knew it from day one. Like I always knew it. Like I always knew it. 
I just think about all those people who laughed at me and all those people who screwed me over and all those people who backstabbed me and look who's laughing now, right? Do you like, ever have the feeling like it's funny because I, I'm so the same way where when I started Saber, like to me, it was already huge. Like yep. the minute I started it, right? So oh, yeah. all of a sudden people would start seeing signs and start seeing us in different places and repre representing this brand and so on and so forth. They'd be like, dude, you're crushing it, bro. Like, congratulations. You're like, actually, it looks like you're having some success. And I'd look at them like the fuck are you talking about like this has been like this has been going on for such a long period of time when it really hasn't but i just like have this kind of warped perception of and positive outlook on everything where 100%. it's like i always feel like my company and and myself are further along than we are but on the flip side i also feel like i never accomplished anything every morning i wake up it's i kind of wake up with that fire every day you have to and um you know it's funny like i don't really celebrate like too much. Yeah, me neither. You know, I, I just like, I'm winning and I'm on to the next thing. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's, I, I don't like throw big parties or like, I just, you know, I win and I just keep going. Like, I, I just want more. I want more. I keep wanting you more. Do you do big know? events though for your franchisees. Is that a, an annual yeah, thing? We just, we just had our annual convention. It was in okay. Orlando. Oh. Incredible. You got to watch the video. Yeah, I would love to. Oh, the video is incredible. We hear our audio. <laughs> the uh so so tell me about the franchise group of of gym guys like you're changing lives right at the end Incredible. of the day like we're talking about business we're talking about all the things that motivate you to grow the company and so forth but the reality is you're changing lives you're you're having a major impact on people to live a healthier lifestyle like you do talk a little bit about that because yeah. that has to be the why behind it's what you do as a trainer that built this amazing company so when I got into it, I used to always be like, man, I want to start a company. I want to be filthy rich. I want to make so much money. It's going to be, and it, but what happens is as you start like getting smarter, you start realizing it's more about purpose. And I always say it's great to make a living. It's much better to make a difference. Wow. And we really help people, man. So like we're very heavily involved in the autistic community. Uh, what we do with these kids, like I could, like I, I can't even get into it because I'll get emotional. Like I've got calls from mothers crying on the phone to me. Like the daughter was functioning at a low level and now because of our workouts and exercise, they're functioning at a high level yeah. or someone's getting bullied and, you know, he has no confidence and we help build their confidence or someone's trying to make a sports team or this one wants to lose a hundred pounds or this one's been suffering with back pain their whole life and now they're out, they're, they're pain free, right? Like doctors need to stop prescribing pills and start prescribing movement. Yeah. Exercise movement, I swear, cures everything. 100% agree, 100%. But agree. like people don't realize, like I always say there's four, there's four uh, facets to be successful. Number one, got to have the right mindset. Number two, you got to have discipline. That discipline's got to be followed up with that consistency because they, they go hand in hand. And the last one is your health and fitness. If you don't have that, it's over. It's over. It's over. I would even, at, at this stage of my life, I put my health and my fitness first and I think it enables me to do everything. Yeah, that's not a particular order. But oh, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the four things. Oh, that you no, I, yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, I agree. But I just, again, like, I can't really operate. I can't do what I need to do in a day if I haven't gotten my workout so, in, you know, done it, that It's stuff. funny you say that because I'm can't. really, I'm off today because yeah. I had an international call this morning. I was in my office at 3.45 yeah. in the morning till about 5.15 on the call, and I couldn't work out this morning. There you go. So now, I, I, well, I'm going to get it in. I got to figure out how I'm going to squeeze it in today, but I'm going to squeeze it in. But you know, that's why it's when I get thrown off my routine and, and lately it's been happening a lot because these international calls and, you know, there's seven hours ahead or yep. five hours ahead. Now, do you think I really want to be doing those calls? No, 
But you have to. Of course. Like, it's inconvenient to me now. I'm in the middle of the day. I got stuff going on, but the workout's always a priority. I feel like it's funny because, like, you, when you say, like, do, we, do I really want to be doing those calls? I feel like that's like a, you're, you're, you're so fortunate to be doing those calls. 100%. Where I know you mean, you really truly do, obviously, but it's like, <coughs> you just have to move shit around because I also, like, yeah. being so disciplined and people are like, dude, because I post at the end of my day every day just for an accountability tool for myself. I post the, it's like plus or minus 10 things, right? It includes ice bath, sauna, like, you know, whatever. Um, and I do it for me at the end of the day, right? And I'm exhausted at times. I don't want to fucking yep. do it, but I do it. I have, you know, and, and I get up and I start my next day a certain way. Yep. And, and it's like, I'm starting to try to give myself some grace where if, I ha if I'm traveling, oftentimes you know, I'm at the airport at 4 a.m., you know, and, yep. and, and so forth. And those days I can't get in the workout. And then I'm, I'm in L.A. and it's three-hour difference. And I'm going to get a workout and come hell or high water. Yep. But, you know, See, but what I, I do, which and I, could, I didn't do it this morning because I was in the city late last night because I was yeah. out with uh, some of my franchise owners. But, um, like, there's been times I've gotten up at, like, 1.30 in the morning. I've That's crazy, man. Oh, dude, I'm crazy. I've done I, it, too. Like, I've been in, like, some areas where uh, there's not, like, a close place to work out. Sure. And I've taken, like, hour Uber rides. Like, I'm crazy. Like, I will, yeah. like, like, that's how serious I am, and yeah. I will I will not let it, you know. But will you not, like, get, do a, 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 a 30, 45-minute workout outside, you know, with body weight, you yeah, know, if, I, if I, you I have would no if choice. I had to, but, like, I need to lift heavy weights. Like, yeah. it's just, I need, like, it's How many thing. days a week? Five days a week. What are your splits? So Monday I do chest, Tuesday I do back, Wednesday I do legs, Thursday I do shoulders, Fridays I do arms, and then on Mondays I do uh, steady state cardio. I'm really big on hit cardio. Tuesday I do the sauna, Wednesday I do insane hit cardio. You'd probably end up in the hospital on a, if you did it with me. Like, it's it's so insane. Can you describe that a little bit? I, I will, yeah. yeah. And then Thursday I do my sprints. Um, Friday I do my sauna. Uh, Saturday I play hockey. And Sundays is like my day off, but I'm I'm usually doing something when I'm yeah. active. But um, yeah, my craziest cardio workout is insane, man. It's insane, like insane. So I do the row machine. So it's four it's four rounds, and I finish it with the assault bike. So the first round is a thousand meters. You have to complete a thousand meters in three minutes and twenty five seconds. Mm -hmm. Then you rest for thirty seconds. Then right from there you go into box jumps for a minute. Then you rest ten seconds. Then you go into fifteen to twenty burpees. Rest round two. Row machine, 500 meters. Mm -hmm. You got to get it under 145. Then repeat the same things, right? The box jumps, the burpees. Then 500 meters again, repeat the same thing. Then the last round is 300 meters under 50 seconds. I don't know if you've ever done a row machine. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, of course. And then same thing. Then you go to the assault bike, eight rounds, 10 working. The assault bike's worse than the yeah, row ten, machine. 10 working, 40 rest. Each round has to be between 800 and 900 watts each round. It's yeah, sometimes I lose die. my hearing in my ears. Yeah, it's that's that's like very I, only, I, I, I only do that once a week because it's so taxing on your nervous system that like your body can't handle it. Yeah. Um, but the reason I do these things that are so intense because I believe that when you get all your hard things done and you're suffering in the morning, like I mean, like suffering. Like people work out and I work out. Yeah. There's a big difference between working out yeah. and working out. Yeah. And I believe when you suffer and put yourself through pain every day. Like I'm like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm scared to do it. Like I, yeah. I actually like before I started, like I, I dread it. Like I'm scared to do it. Yeah. But then when someone serves you with a lawsuit or someone quits mm -hmm. or some stupid thing happens or COVID happens, you can't break me. 
And when you think like that, yeah. and when you put yourself through that type of pain, you become unstoppable. And that's really why it's so important. And that's why it's so important to always do those things early in the morning. Yeah. No, but I sometimes agree. you get thrown off your routine. Like today, I had no choice. Yeah. Um, I was going to wake up at like 1 o'clock, but I was like, man, that's not really smart. I'm going to probably end up hurting myself because I'm so tired. Yeah. Maybe I should sleep a little bit more. Because I do, I'm trying to focus more on prioritizing more sleep because I don't get enough sleep. Yeah. But like, you you need to understand sometimes, and sometimes it's good just to throw that in the mix, just to throw you off and be so uncomfortable. Like even simple little things, like I do stuff like this all the time. Like I always brush my teeth and I use my right hand. Sometimes I'll switch and use my left hand. <laughs> Seriously, you try. You you're try you're this. a sick. You're a sick. If I put my sock on with my right foot, I'll do it with my left foot first, or like my pants on. That's so what it does. Because what it does, it, 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 it like recalibrates and throws off your brain. Yeah. You, I've, you, I've broken so many things that I've had to like use my opposite, you know, during during that. And then you become really good at it. Yep. If you break your right hand, right, you have to do everything lefty and you become really good at it. Yep. You should stick to that a little bit more. Right. Rather than just going back to the 100 percent. You know, you, gotta, I, I, you, you seek discomfort. Like, you know, I, always do. I mean, I always that's do. really I, what it is. I always play this game in a sauna. I don't and I don't do it anymore. Cause I'm you hold sauna. your breath for like five minutes. No. So so what I do, <laughs> what I do is um, I used to have this rule like. No one else could be in there when I'm in there. Yeah. And if someone else comes in, I know I, I can't leave until they're gone. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So it's, it's like, worse. I used to play this crazy game with myself. And like, dude, one time it was bad. That's I was like, are you getting out? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he's no, like, I'll, I'll be here. Five bucks like, to I, get I, out. I got like another 10 minutes. I was like, I literally told this. I was like, could you do me a favor? And he's like, what's that? I was like, can you step out for one second? And then let me just get out. And he's like looking at me. And I was like, yeah, it's just like sick thing I play in my head. Like, could you just step out for just one minute so I can get out? And he did it, so I was able to get out. That's but like, I can't. I, like, is that OCD? Like, it's funny. I it's, ask myself. It's a little. I guess it's a little. Because I'm that way too. I guess it's a little bit OCD. Yeah. But like, there's like, I don't know. I just feel like there's something to it that like. It's a game. Yeah, but a game with yourself. It is, but it's also a game in the fact that business is a game and life is a game. Yeah, and if you want to play the game, like you gotta. And you play to win. Yeah, you gotta. But you gotta play it, and you gotta play it right so I, I just feel like it gives me an advantage when i do things like that do you ever uh, you know when you go like to i don't know if you get coffee ever do you drink coffee no no drink coffee all right well, I, how did i know to ask that never um so it's funny because i always give people a tip like i i tell them to test their resilience and and just being uncomfortable when they go to starbucks to order coffee just ask for a discount or ask for it for free so funny you say that so fred so fred deluca <laughs> He told he told me to do this, yeah. and when when I did this, it really helped me a lot. I used to have trouble talking to people, yeah. so he said, "Listen, go into like a random supermarket that's not near you, and go in and ask ask weird questions." Yeah. So I used to go up to people. I'm like, "Hey, can I have five dollars? Um, hey, I'm having chicken tonight. What do you think I should put as a side?" Dude, I used to be so uncomfortable asking, but it really worked. Man. It works. And now, like, I'll stand out there with a chicken suit on a wave of people. I would care less. Anything that you do long enough that's super uncomfortable will become comfortable. 100%. And that's, I think, a big part of, uh, you know, doing those things and, and keeping yourself challenging yourself because 100%. the things that were challenging to you a year ago are not challenging. 100%. What, in closing, before we jump, what are some things that you are working on or ideas for yourself to grow, to push yourself? You're so fucking dialed in. I don't know what else you could add, you know, it's, it, and it's I just, cool I, to, I just try to improve things like sec, like time-wise with seconds. Like if I'm doing sprints, I'll try to like do yeah. it a little bit longer. Um, you know, sometimes I do some crazy stuff where like I, 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 I sometimes like would duct tape my mouth. Yeah. I'm doing cardio. I like sleep, breathe, breathe, my breathe, mouth. Only breathe out of my yeah. nose. Yeah. Like to put more pressure and strain on my sure. body. I've done things like that, but it's really more like coming down to time and like, 
you know, doing an optimization. Extra, yeah, just like really just performing at like a very high level. That's just, I, I just always try to just get better at whatever I'm doing. It's super impressive, man. Yeah. I really enjoyed this conversation. Me too, man. Yeah, we're going to have to do this again. Anytime. And we're going to have to, uh, I, I, I don't want to do one of those hit workouts with you, but. Whatever you want. <laughs> I'm not, listen, I'm really not a big fan of working out people, but if you want to yeah. jump in, I'll let, I'll let you do it. But Yeah, uh, no, I appreciate but, um, it. But yeah, it's intense, man. It's That's intense. It's crazy, man. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us thank on What the Dealio, me. my brother. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, bud. Thank you.